Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Let's bring in uh, our good friend Tommy McCarthy, just off the NCAA tournament, swinging back into the Phillies. Welcome, T-Mac. Great to have you back. Steve, uh, Crocker and I just had some really good burgers here in uh, Texas downstairs for lunch. So just Beautiful. Oh, that's, and probably probably fully cooked, and probably the staff was friendly. Well, they're, yeah, they were very friendly, very friendly. Um, uh, I think uh, John got more French fries than I did, which at this point is good because he's much thinner than I am right now. So, I've got to ask you about the NCAA tournament because you started out with the first four and had some pretty good games there and then moved over to Westwood and did radio. What really struck you about this tournament as you watched it play out and you had an opportunity to talk to some of the players and coaches involved in it? Well, I think parity more than anything else. I, I think that the extra year because of COVID meant that there there were certain schools like FDU that got these transfers from Division Two and Division Three that actually had a really big impact. But I also think you saw teams that have been together for so long that were able to figure out one through five what what each other was doing. So that to me was the biggest thing: parity, uh, the impact of Division Two and Division Three players all across the board. You know, you guys are, uh, I guess, nearing uh, the addition of Mike Rhodes, who had yeah. a Division III um, kid who went to Hartford who had impact at VCU this year, and David Shriver. So I noticed that more in the in-state tournament. Uh, and I thought it was good for college basketball. I think that's why you have four non-Power you know, <laughs> non 5 schools that are in the NCAA yeah. tournament. Although I guess you have to put Miami in a Power 5 school. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? I mean, I mean, the kid from Hartford. I mean, that's because they yanked the program out from underneath them. They went from the NCAA tournament two years ago, and a month later. And by the way, John Gallagher is going to be the new head coach at uh, at Manhattan. So good for John. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, good for him. He, yeah, it's great for him. And by the way, Dave Paulson, the former Bucknell head coach, is going to be the new head coach of Holy Cross. You know, so, you know what's funny? I, I, I was talking to Dave. I, I saw him a lot this year because uh, he was working with Fordham. So I saw yeah, Fordham in the, in the A-10 tournament, and I saw him in the regular season. Yeah, he told me this will be his 15th different house that he oh. has moved into. <laughs> oh. Isn't that amazing? Jeez. That's unreal. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's what somebody was saying to me, you know, uh, with Mike Rhodes coming in here. I, they said, what is it for you? I said, that's the eighth different basketball coach. That well, I've had. I, no, I that, yeah, I, you, you had a good one, this last one. Um, I don't know yeah. how much you know about Mike, but he's a good friend of mine. Um, he's a, he's a, a hell of a coach. Hell of yeah. a coach. Um, you know, he he did a lot of great things at, at LVC as a player, Lebanon yep. Valley, and then went to coach the Division Three. You know, the story, this is, I don't know if you know the story or not, if you've, if you've told this or not. So, he sees Shaka Smart get hired at VCU, and he gets in his car from Randolph-Macon, and he drives to VCU. <laughs> and he basically drops his resume off right at Shaka's desk. That's how yeah. he got the assistant coach's job at VCU, and that's where they sort of got their friendship going. Um, it's a good hire for Penn State. I mean, it really is. It's a really good hire. Yeah, no, I think it's it's going to end up being a terrific hire. And not only that, when you're talking about what potentially sounds like a seven-year deal, that shows there's a long-term commitment to make it work. 
which I think is really important. Uh, i got to ask you about the Phillies now. Here they are. It's about getting ready to break camp. Uh, there's, there'll be no Bryce Harper for a while, but what's the general impression you get of the team? You know, it's funny. John, I was saying Johnny and I were having lunch today, and he hasn't been on the road in a couple of years uh, because of COVID and because of his health last year. He just did home games, and he was on the charter yesterday from Florida. I, I came right from uh, from Philadelphia this morning, and he yeah. said to me, he goes, he said, there is a noticeable change in this team from the last time I traveled. And I said, oh, yeah, Johnny. I said, it's, it's totally different. He goes, totally different, totally professional. Uh, he goes, I just think that they're, they're, you know, they are primed to do something special this year, despite the injuries that they have. I mean, they have injuries. Too. I mean, Harper obviously is one. Reese Hoskins is having surgery tomorrow on his knee down here in uh, the Dallas area. Ranger Suarez isn't healthy yet. But, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, a, it's as optimistic I have felt for a Phillies team in quite a long time. How do you think they they will end up filling the first base void with Hoskins no longer available for the year? Well, I think it's going to be Derek Hall to his job yeah. to lose to start. Um, yeah. I do think you know. I think yesterday we saw Bohm play first base. I think you'll see him play a little first base. I think JT will play some first base. I think JK will play some first base. But I think initially, uh, I think it's Derek Hall's position uh, to try to win and. You know the kid's in great shape, and he's a he's a pretty good defender, and I think that he's uh, he's primed for this opportunity. One of the keys, at least to me, and you can tell me I'm wrong, when teams come together in this particular era, what's your bullpen like to get you through innings six through eight? And some of those guys had to have either career years or one of their better years to do it. How do you look at the Phillies' innings six through eight right now? Well, I think it's um, I, I think it's going to be a toss up eight and nine, but I think six and seven. Uh, well, I guess it's going to be a matchup more than anything else. I mean, you know, the, the the fact that Strom's in the rotation now means that Vasquez, a veteran left-hander, you know, uh, makes the team. But I think Sir Anthony, Craig Kimbrell, um, you know, guys like that will be the back end of the bullpen closing. Jose Alvarado, um, you know. Uh, Gregory Soto. I think one of those four, depending on the matchups, will be seven, eight, nine. I mean, you know, and it could be six, seven, and eight. It depends on the matchup more than anything else. I don't think Rob is going to settle on one closer to start the year. Now, if somebody gets hot, he may do it, but I don't think he's going to settle on one closer. You know, he is a big believer in roles and people understanding roles, but I think he's also a big believer that this group can handle the lack of consistency in a specific role. So that's my theory going in. Now, again, it could change if somebody gets hot. I do know they want to try to get Kimbrell his 400th save, but that obviously will take some time uh, to yeah. sort of uh, work its way out, too. Tommy, uh, when, you, when you've when you talked to some of the people or when John has talked to some people, is there anybody down in clear water when they were down there maybe they were hoping would take the next step forward that is quietly in their own way taking the next step forward and they're going to help the team maybe more than some people realize? Well, I, I've always I, I've said this whole spring, Steve, that it's Alec Bohm. Um, I really yeah. think that he's yeah. made that transition. I mean, he had a good year last year, but I think he's made that transition to have an even better year, um, and I think defensively and offensively. So I, I've, stay, I've talked about him often, and I think that I would stay with him even for this conversation, that he – 
you know, that, that he's going to have the most impact. Now, with that said, if Derek Hall is successful, then they're okay at first base. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can see it in his eyes that this opportunity is not going to be too big for him. And I think that's a really good thing for this organization. What can Trey Turner mean to this team now that he's the everyday shortstop? Oh, I think everything, because I think that he could steal 70 bases or 80 bases. Um, I think I think you've already seen what he's done offensively, and you know I I, I believe that will carry over to this season as well. Um, and I just think that he gives them something other than a a blaster. So last year when they get into these ruts, which they would get into the ruts, they they didn't have somebody that can kind of hit their way out of it um, and use speed to manufacture. They have that now, and I think defensively. To me, he was the best available defensive shortstop on the market, and Fangraphs, I think, backs that up. So I think that that's where his impact is going to be really felt, is the ability to go from hole to the middle, like Jimmy Rollins used to go. Uh, finally, uh, any initial thoughts on the new rules? Um, I still don't like the three-batter rule for the pitcher. I'm okay with I the agree. other ones. Yep. That's the one that I, I wish would go away. We were just on a yes. Zoom. I, I wasn't on it for the whole time because I had other commitments. But we were just on a Zoom with Major League Baseball. There's still some kinks that they're working out. Um, I do like them, though. I like the pace of the game. I like the energy of the game. Um, to get rid of the three-batter rule. I mean, that, that's the only thing. I made. But the, the other ones I'm, I'm totally fine with at this point. Total agreement there. I would like to see the three batter rule go away. I think that's yeah, because I mean you're speeding up the game now anyway, so you don't really need that. You can give that strategy back to the pitchers to the exactly right. I'm going to let you go. Appreciate the time. I know you jumped on with us late. Means a lot. You got it, buddy. 